Hi, and welcome back to Tiny House South Africa. This is the third podcast. Oh, sorry. Hi, welcome back to Tiny House South Africa. This is our second podcast, and uh, it seems like we're on a roll. So I just want to introduce this podcast is basically this week I'm trying to answer been getting a lot of emails and the emails have been about where shall I park my tiny house and you know I just think it involves a little bit more thought than just saying hey you can park it over here so in this week's episode I try to just cover first of all how I got to where I am and then I try to conclude it all off with perhaps some suggestions of how people could become a little bit more informed and what they could perhaps do in order to move forward with their tiny house projects so thank you for listening once again uh, much appreciated Uh, you can actually find this in video format on my instagram tiny house south africa or on my youtube under my name garth ensley Uh, thank you for watching please feel free to listen and uh, ask any questions and if i can uh, i'll try and create some content around it Um, also I'm trying to get some other friends involved and I've got Emma lined up to be my first podcast interviewee to broaden your perspective of Tiny House South Africa. So, so without ado, here we go, podcast number two and hope you enjoy it. Thanks a lot. Hi everyone, uh, Garth here from Tiny House South Africa. Uh, This is the third time uh, I'm trying to make this podcast video iteration. I've tried it effectively with a phone and I've tried it with uh, uh, this camera, but just I wasn't very happy with the image. And so I'm doing this for the third time because I'm really trying to get a nice visually stimulating image and uh, also get nice and clear audio. Um, if you're new to the podcast, then basically my name's Garth and I live in a tiny house. I've been so living in South Africa in a tiny house that I built myself for the last five years. Um, I'm also quite a keen uh, YouTuber, just using film as a medium of creative expression. And um, I'm always kind of growing in this medium and it is sometimes an extra little bit of income. Uh, yeah, I've been creating some content about tiny house living, about uh, self-reliant living, about sustainable living, uh, micro homesteading. And, uh, you know, I'm by no means an expert. Um, I'm just living and learning and sharing. Um, yeah, it's uh, currently it's this time of lockdown. So uh, I think most people in South Africa, if you're not an essential worker, are in lockdown with all of us. And uh, personally, our lockdown has been not much of a change uh, for us. It actually has been quite a relief. It's been lovely to be at home. It's I can't have excuses to be distracted. Um, I've been doing a lot of work in the garden. I've been building little projects. I've been doing lots of little filming projects. It's been super creative and very happy to be at home. And um, I feel sorry for people that are kind of stuck in highly dense urban areas or in locations and can't actually roam around. And that would really, that would be the death of me. I'm very much, the reason I live this life is so that I can be free and outside a lot. 
Uh, today's episode is basically just going to be talking a little bit about, um, you know, I've, I get a lot of emails and obviously I'm trying to create some content with regards to answering some of those questions. Um, and it just perhaps giving some ideas. So if you actually do stick around to the end of this video, um, if you haven't already and you're watching this in a video format, uh, please do like and subscribe uh, to my channel. And uh, I do, you can find me pretty much on Tiny House South Africa, uh, on Instagram, on YouTube, or podcast platforms, even Facebook. So today what I wanted to kind of just talk a little bit about is I've uh, been asked this question quite a lot recently and um, you know like everyone's like hey G, sorry people just call me G for short, uh, Garth is my name but I'm very happy with G. Uh, people are like so uh, where do I find land and uh, you know uh, can I put my land and what are the regulations, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I'm kind of uh, living currently in a in a big grey area, as per the legalities. Um, I kind of my house is on a trailer, and it's a movable object. If I have to move it, I will move it. Um, everything I've created around it has been not really fixed. So if I have to, I will have to break down anything and move it. And uh, but at least I won't lose that resource. Um, I live in such a far removed rural area that I don't really see it being too much of a problem without someone creating a big fuss and kicking a hornet's nest, you know, so um, I can't tell you what the legalities are if you're going to buy a little plot and go stick your tiny house, what the neighbors are going to say, etc, etc. Um, people are like, but how did you find your land? So you know, I found my land. Um, and so what I'm going to do is actually at the end of this podcast, I'm going to really just maybe give three points. So if you stick around to the end, I'm going to give three things that you could possibly do. But first, I'll just tell you where I'm at. So you kind of get an idea and know that I'm, I'm pioneering in my own way. And I encourage you to pioneer in your own way, you know, because effectively this is uncharted territory in this medium. Uh, half of our country lives in substandard small houses so it's really like it's really like I'm by no means a pioneer but I'm a pioneer in the sense that I've built this little tiny house it is on wheels and is completely off-grid and I'm learning how to live in this small system and I'm five years down the line so I have a lot of input about it um, so you know sorry where was my chain of thought so my chain of thought was where do we find land um, I have been a traveler for many, many years, have had many different experiences of living in kind of sub-communities and wanting to even create communities. We, I was part of a, a group called Sacred Earth, and that was an initiative to help find land and kind of co-create communities. Creating communities in South Africa is quite a difficult thing because, you know, we have very little social systems, uh, social safety nets. And the problem is where there tends to be lots of land, the land tends to be cheap and removed from any form of economics. Whereas the closer you are to urbanize or popular areas, the land is almost too costly. And so it's not a viable uh, way to move forward because if the land too costs too much, then what's the point of moving where you are? unless of getting out of an urban area is what you truly, really want. So really, I'm, uh, I have 
relationships with the people that I know. Most of the people that I know are kind of like myself. And so finding a place to park my little house and pay a lease was kind of easy for me. How could that be for you? You know, I would just say, I'm going to give some tips at the end, but you have to start networking, researching. And if you can't find what you're looking for, you need to start creating it for yourself. Okay? So, so that's kind of how I got to land where I am. South Africa is a huge country. And land is by, uh, big pieces of land are exceptionally hard to manage and uh, are very resource hungry. So, you know, anyone who rocks up to create some form of a network with people of like mind or perhaps people that are open to uh, maybe letting out small pieces of land for homesteading or this kind of a experiential sustainable living project, uh, I think there is a huge opportunity for that. But, you know, the thing is, rules are really important, and it's not only for the landowner or community creator to have very, uh, a very clear constitution as to what they want to do. Uh, it's for the house uh, homesteader or someone to rock up with a very clear plan of how they are going to operate. How am I going to deal with my power, my water, my how to get to my place, you know, all of these kind of things. You need to really, really think it out. And I think that's where it becomes kind of like a, a little bit of gray area because a lot of people are like, oh, Instagram, tiny house, beautiful, sustainable living, micro living, minimalistic living. Awesome. All these things are awesome. I'm not trying to ditch any of them, but it may not be for everyone. You know, the picture is not the experience. And I personally am here just preaching the same thing over and over, and I'm very grateful for anyone who will listen to me talking about this stuff. Um, I'm just trying to save people money, resource, and assist you in trying to make changes that are sustainable so that you can actually continue with your vision, you know? And what tends to happen is people just want to make... Sorry, that's Ollie over here. He's just chilling on the couch next to me. A lot of people are trying to create these life changes and, um, yeah, they, they're trying to do it too swiftly, like too much of a radical change. And they think, well, radical change is going to be what uh, sustains me and my life's going to be so much better. But I've observed too many times that radical change is not sustainable for 90%. Okay. So cut, just come in quick, babe, and then I'll cut it to that point. Okay, pause. We're just pausing here. Okay. Uh, please put it out. I just, I just need 10 minutes. That's all. Okay. Sorry. Huge interruption there. Dog's very excited. Mama bear's back. Okay. So, yeah, just trying to encourage people to really think about what it is they're wanting to do. And so... Um, try and experience, get experiences of what it is. So if you know, if, if I really want to build a tiny house, then you should really go make a plan to go out to wherever there's a tiny house or a container home and uh, go spend a weekend in it and get a vibe for it. Um, if you're going to build one, you've got to think about the nuts and bolts. Where are my tools? Where am I going to build it? Uh, have I got any experience? You don't need experience. I mean, I built this house. I'm by no means a carpenter and it's not rocket science, but it is possible, but it takes time. Patience will be your greatest asset and it will also save you a lot of money. If you're one of the few people that have enough money to just buy it and get the car that's necessary and buy the piece of land, rock and roll, you continue. But for the majority of us that don't have that valuable resource, um, it's, you can do it with patience and you can do it very practically. 
I almost talk, try to talk people down from trying to just build a house and get in it to perhaps trying to... So here will come some of the points that I'm trying to say. Instead of... Um, oh, yeah, okay. So let's just say you're really unhappy, you're living in an urban area, you want to get out. I would say if you can deal with that unhappiness or know for certain what it is that's making you unhappy where you are and you can kind of deal with it there and slowly make changes to move away from that, it's going to be much more sustainable than going, all my problems are here, I'm going to go there. And the only problem that you're really going to realize is wherever you go, you take yourself with. So <laughs> your problems don't tend to go away when you go away from urban areas. Yes, you may not need to deal with environmental pollution and traffic and the stress of the collective, but you're going to have other stresses and less distractions. So if anything, it's almost harder. And it is much more better to acclimatize to a slower you know, pace of life. Like I'm quite happy to go to town once a week. Uh, I'm quite happy to not see people for weeks. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's how you are, but like to get an idea of the difference. Um, so yeah, so that I just want to talk a little bit. So the idea of this one, and I'm going to end up shortly. I don't want to keep these things too long, but yeah. So it's just, how do I get land? I'm going to say, do your research. Look for anyone who's doing community projects, sustainable living, eco-building, there might even be people that are trying to create tiny house villages. If you're going to be interested in anything like that, please know that this the, this way of life is, there are many benefits, but it's mostly because it's if you can own your own home and it can be a cost-effective way of living. But if you have to start buying into properties and uh, so the whole idea is if you have to start buying into properties and paying levies and everything, then you might as well consider going to live in a small eco-village and build yourself a more permanent house, you know. So really just do the research and find out what's viable. I know there is a very small percentage of people that want to build these houses and try to drive them around the country. For me, that's not really where I'm coming from. I don't see it as sustainable. I would do it on a much smaller scale and a much more mobile scale and, and be much more efficient in the travel and experience, but that's just me. Not to say that you shouldn't do that at all. How can you get an experience of what it means to actually live on pieces of land and with communities? There's things that you can look into like work away or woofing, where you can actually go and volunteer on certain kinds of communities. And that would not only be beneficial for you to experience what it means to live a bit out of urban areas, but it also allow you to start networking and creating relationships with people that might have similar vision to you. Um, yeah, and then just big things like learning to change exactly where you are, learning to try and uh, sort through the turmoil inside now where you are so that when you come out to where it's very quiet and all that upwelling will come um, you've already done some of the work um, just to be realistic I I've watched many friends come and go in the environment where I live and people spend a lot of money and resource and end up going right back to where they came from uh, because they didn't realize that it's an adaptation. It's like a period of time taken to slow down and to attune oneself to the environment. And that there's, only, there's no quick fix for that. It's, it takes time. So, yeah, that's, uh, this is the third iteration of this podcast. Um, I'm going to probably upload the video, also put it on my uh, podcast platform. I use Anchor, and usually it broadcasts out from there. I've got some... I'm practicing getting some friends to have video conferencing calls with me and I'm going to record them and 
really try and get their content out, different things about seed, seed banks and how to garden and how to cut trees and how to be aware of your environment and why I walk around barefoot and, you know, just all the, my whole community of people I'd love so much because they're such wonderful people and help me to get where I am. I'd love to be able to share the information and hopefully create a positive feedback loop that will allow us all to be abundant and safe and nourished and healthy and, well, free. So thank you for listening. Um, once again, uh, stay safe. I know that for if you're in South Africa, we're halfway through the lockdown and then we'll see what comes next. Um, Please feel free to keep the questions coming and stuff. I have got some video. What I'm offering at the moment is a, a hundred rand donation. And uh, I do like a video call with you, a one-on-one. -on -one, and we have a chat about where it is and what you're thinking about. And if there's any insight I can give, I'd gladly do it. And uh, until then, thank you. And yeah, just keep, keep the dream alive and do your homework. And what a wonderful world we live in. So abundant. Bye. Great. So that's the end of podcast number two. Thank you for listening. Uh, once again, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube um, to keep up to date. I am offering donation-based video calls uh, to perhaps find out exactly how I can be helpful with any information. So if any of that sounds appealing, please drop me an email and uh, we can take it from there. Hope you're doing well and keeping safe in this crazy lockdown time and using your time productively. And uh, yeah, just wishing you well and see you at the next one. Bye.